Welcome to the Palace Perspective, brought to you by Palace Capital Advisors, a wealth management firm specializing in custom estate, financial, and tax solutions that others often miss. Welcome to Palace Capital Advisors Market Review. Today we have a special edition in light of recent bank failures. We'll review those observations and impacts of the markets. I'm Rich Mullen, one of the managing partners here at Palace Capital. I'm joined by Mark Bogar, our CIO, Steve Kylander, Steve, uh, Senior Portfolio Manager in the Palace Capital Investment Team, and Cam Newton, uh, also a Portfolio Manager. So let's get started. Cam, you're close to the markets here. What are you seeing out there? And give us some, uh, some feedback and some observations. Yes, yeah, so on Friday, Silicon Valley Bank failed. And over the weekend, the FDIC uh, decided that they were going to guarantee deposits. Uh, the big difference here between 08 is that it wasn't a credit issue, it was a duration mismatch. So, you know, unlike some of the bigger banks, only 7% of the people who have deposits at Silicon Valley are from the private bank. Most of their depositors are either venture capital or private equity firms who hold much larger balances. So when they came and pulled out their money, there was a run on the bank and it caused Silicon Valley to fail. Interesting. Uh, the investment team I know has been working all weekend here and researching this topic. Mark, let me pitch it over to you. And I know you had some firsthand, interesting firsthand conversations. You want to share some of that with us? Yeah, no, absolutely. We were talking to many people that we know over the weekend, executives at some of these firms talking about, well, what exactly is going on? How is this the same, say, versus financial crisis? How is this different? And as Cam mentioned, we think it's completely different than the financial crisis. Silicon Valley Bank got out of their skis and they had this duration mismatch. So that was the crux of what's going on with that bank. But we think the broader implication could be we're finally seeing the monetary policy tightening, have it biting finally, biting and having an effect. So that is slowing things down around the economy. We don't think though, again, it's like the financial crisis. And with the backstop that the Fed had, we don't think we're gonna have any kind of liquidity crisis. That's fine, the capital is fine, but it is starting to bite. And we do think it's gonna slow things down out there. Interesting. Steve, give us some investment perspective and client perspective. Sure. So, um, you know, clearly what we've seen here is uh, a very elevated volatility with a lot of the focus being on the banking sector in particular. Probably rightly so. There's concern about, you know, is there going to be another failure? Who could it be? But, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think, you know, this is somewhat unique to this model at Silicon Valley Bank and, and Signature Bank, which also went under this past weekend. Uh, most banks are very well capitalized. Their deposit bases are diverse, so they're not necessarily in the same situation. But you know, from an investment perspective, I mean, there's a, a silver lining to this. We've seen interest rates move back down after actually peaking last week following uh, Chairman uh, Powell's comments that uh, we were expecting a 50 basis point increase was on the table. Now that may very well be off the table. And that's uh, provided significant support to the uh, to the bond market, and we've seen a rally, and you know, particularly in longer duration fixed income. And you know, as we've said uh, in the past, there's a strong correlation between quality and longer duration and quality equities. So we you know we think that actually there's this creates somewhat of a tailwind for quality equities, um, you know, which we believe are an important part of a, a client's portfolio. But it's not, it's not just been about investments. I mean, I think one of the big concerns that a banking crisis causes is, is my money safe in a bank? And I think that, you know, for the most part, um, most people, if you look at Bank of America, J.P. Morgan, these are, you know, well-diversified institutions, very, uh, you know, 
solid deposit base and really are not seeing, you know, you know, significant reason to be concerned in those areas. Yeah, that's great. I think it's interesting to kind of note the different models. Uh, Signature Bank, for instance, had a big exposure to cryptocurrency. You know, they chose that as a direction. And um, as Kim, you pointed out, you know, Silicon Valley Bank was was very uh, allocated towards the private equity, and and it's that's a different model certainly than you know a J.P. Morgan or some of these other banks that you mentioned. So um, let's just talk a little bit about the market, the economy, and, and potential implications of this. As this kind of roils through, what are, what are we expecting here, and and how do we uh, how do we position ourselves to uh, to benefit from it? Well, definitely one thing that Steve touched on was the interest rates, and I think what is interesting is that. The narrative in the market was the Fed's going to have to keep raising rates and keep raising rates to break inflation. And we even saw last week that inflation expectations were ticking up. But now the focus is on financial stability. So a key part of the Fed's mandate is financial stability. So what we've seen in that bond market is the real focus on stability. If it is on stability, then most likely interest rates are going to be a little bit lower going forward. And that benefits, as Steve talked about, longer duration bonds, quality equities, and that's what we're seeing in the rotation of the market today, which lines up with Palace portfolios. Yeah, and as Mark mentioned, we extended our duration, you know, the past few months. And the longer duration you are, the more sensitive you are to interest rate movements. So with rates coming down and us having a longer duration portfolio than we did, you know, going into the year, uh, you know, we're benefiting from the rate movement. Yeah, that's great. Um, how does this all, uh, you know, all that we've talked about impact our investment playbook? You know, are we, you know, we're not, I think we are positioned, I think it's safe to say, um, nicely in anticipation of some of this um, in light of recent developments and volatility. I mean, the, the, the rapidity in which, you know, the pace at which these banks kind of buckled, has that affected our playbook? And, you know, how are we looking at things going forward? Yeah, well, we think we're, this is the beginning of the end. Is one way we're thinking of it is that we know the where economics go through cycles. The Fed raising rates is certainly the, getting towards the end of this um, downward cycle. We haven't felt all the implications yet, so that still is yet to come, but it is the beginning of the end. We're seeing some of these excesses finally coming out of the system. So as we put all those pieces together, like, okay, we want to still be underweight uh, consumer, which we are. Uh, we're underweight the banking system, which we are. We've got uh, overweight to consumer staples and to healthcare. So that's, those are nice quality more stable companies that should see us through this downturn. And as we mentioned, we've been moving our duration out. We've got the quality bond side of the portfolio, and that's all done to stick with the long run plan for clients. So if we stay with that long run view, then we can match up that plan with the assets and clients will be, will be in great shape. That's great. Uh, Steve, you want to add anything? Well, I think the only other element is, you know, clearly I think you get hit a period like this and there can be overreaction in particular areas. So, you know, we're actually looking out there for opportunities that we believe, you know, may be a good time to revisit names that are on our short list that we believe are good companies that may be able to find a more attractive valuation level for uh, for getting into them. Yeah. If we get a couple of just more minutes here, one of the things we haven't talked about is recession. You know, where does this uh, put us on the scale of probabilities of recession, severity of recession? Where do we, how do we think about that? Well, I'll, yeah, I think if we look at the bond market and, um, you know, we're seeing rates come down significantly, um, but we still have an inversion in the yield curve. Uh, so I think, you know, odds are on that we're going to have a recession of some sort here. You know, in terms of how I, I, I don't think that the failure of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, though, you know, suggests that 
this should be a deep recession, that there should be a, a you know a full born pullback in uh, investment. Uh, so I you know I think it probably still sort of leans to the shallow side. Yeah. Is there any thought around the fact that you know uh, an inverted yield curve has predicted uh, fifteen of the last um, you know this seventeen of the last inversions you know have resulted in fifteen recessions right so it's not always that the yield curve's inverted that a recession follows but there's a pretty good pattern there and you know one of the things that I've been reading is the timing of that inversion so if we look back on July of 2022 as the definitive inversion. Historically, it's about 19 months, you know, hence that we see uh, definitive evidence mm-hmm. of, of a recession. And if you look at that date um, and kind of play it forward here, I think you also have to take uh, into consideration the pace at which the Fed raised those rates. So that, in my opinion, 19 months may be shortened. So I think from my standpoint, you know, we'll probably see some evidence here before the end of the year, perhaps on Main Street of uh you know some recessionary action do you guys have an opinion on that in terms of timing or do you think we're already in a recession i've heard people say that well our our base forecast has been for a mild recession this year i also think we're going to see what the term is a rolling recession so first starts with goods so goods you know spiked during covid and then those have started to come off so we've seen recession type levels in some goods spending so like say lumber prices have come down quite severely but say the service side of the economy picked up later and that hasn't quite slowed down yet, but we think that could be coming down the road. So we definitely see a mild recession in front of us. Um, we think of if we're positioning equity portfolios too and thematically. So as I mentioned, we're underweight consumer, but we're overweight industrial. We're a big believers in the reshoring theme that supply chains are going to move closer. That's going to add a little bit to inflation, but it's going to really benefit those industrial companies that are going to put um, some more of that supply chain back to work. So that's how we thought about it. We do think there's going to be a mild recession. So this doesn't change the base case there, but um, we're prepared for it in the portfolios. Yeah, that's right. I think the other thing I heard that was really interesting is uh, you know the term fixed income. All of a sudden, the second part of that name has some meaning, right? So that could be the silver lining here is that you know with retirees in a zero rate environment and looking to try and be conservative, you know there weren't a lot of opportunities. But I think you know the opportunities now in the fixed income market are worthy of consideration, and I think that's something that uh, could be a silver lining here going forward is that there is some return to be had. So, And rarely do we see back-to-back uh, you know, years where, for instance, the equity market, the Lehman Ag, it was down equity-like returns, if you will, on the downside, of course. And you know, historically, that's not been you know, a back-to-back event. So there could be some more things that you know, we could look forward to here on the positive side of things. Steve, thank you for that comment. Again, thank you, everybody here. Mark, Steve, Cam, thank you for your insights. We appreciate it. And thank you all for taking the time to watch and listen. Have a great day and stay invested. The preceding information is for general educational purposes only. It's not intended to be investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal situation. Any decision about investing should be undertaken only after careful consideration of the investment's risks, costs, liquidity, or lack thereof, and the investor's time frame. Please remember that past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product referred to directly or indirectly in this newsletter or podcast will be profitable or equal any corresponding indicated historical performance levels. The investment advice is offered through Palace Capital Advisors, LLC, 
are registered investment advisor.